to be fair, if you, it was the choice between putting up with my nonsense or cooking for herself, she would cook. She would put up with my nonsense every time. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, Jackie doesn't put up my nonsense though. So never Jackie once. would cook for herself. Yeah, she would because she, she's really good at it. So yeah, that's that's the downside of the, having a wife that can actually cook what better, way better than you can. So. Hello, and welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture. I will be your Seriously Pointless host, James. I'm joined by David today. Wow, you're way more serious about that intro than I am. <laughs> so that's, I like it, though. It's it's a different tone. You're very doctorial in your delivery. <laughs> you know, that's how I do it. That's how I do things. <laughs> that's, that's how I do things. That's so. how I roll. So, yeah. So, James is going to be hosting today, guys. And I'm going to be taking a little bit of a back seat on this one. So, Yes, and today we're going to explore the world of Raft. So, yeah, so Raft was pretty uh, new to me. You actually got me into this. It was pretty cool. This is one I encountered when it first came out. I guess I'll start by saying Raft is a, it's a survival crafting genre video yeah. game. Uh, they first started developing it in 2016, but it came out in 2018 mm-hmm. as a early access game on Steam. Yeah. I picked it up shortly after it came out. I played it, I don't know, five or ten hours, something yeah. like that. I had burnt through the content that was there at the time. And then it just went on the back burner. As I, I can see that too. So yeah, that that's one of those great games. It's like it's like we were. I've noticed like in our group of friends that crafting survival games are pretty nice and, and good to play as groups because usually you have to work as a team a lot of times. Yeah, I love those open world. I love the crafting survival genre when they have a, a game with a bit of a plot. Mm-hmm. It has a world that's fun to fun and meaningful to explore, and it's not just like an endless grind and. Raft does pretty well with that. It does, yeah. And it's one of those things that's like you kind of look into it and it's even though it's still early access, it's still they're still pumping out quite a few things. So mm-hmm. um, before we delve into it, do you want to – I know we kind of – Actually, uh, yes. I, I skipped a segment. That's right. Man, you're already slacking on your hostly duties. I'm not, not used to fo- hosting. I'm not following the game, the, seg- the, the segments in the podcast. My, my job is usually just to coast along and you provide get, commentary. You get one – Shame. I get one shame. Shame. How many shame before I get kicked out of hosting? <laughs> well, considering you're my uh, one of my main hosts, probably never. Um, but let's put a. Uh, then I will bear the shame proudly. <laughs> that's right. Stare to share. Well, we're gonna you're gonna shave your head, and we're gonna give you like a little walk to the street. You'll say uh, shame, shame. If this ever gets into a video format, we can include a shame counter for James. That's right. Oh, <laughs> moving across the thing. So it's like, Anywho, wow. What have you been up to gaming lately? So I. So gaming recently, um, I actually kind of started delving back into uh, Hades a little bit, started getting into uh, catching a few more of the collectibles. Uh, I've been really turning up the heat meter uh, to try to get some of those like uh, skelly statues out there. Have you tried yet? I have been lightly dabbling in the heat meter. I haven't really pushed it yet. It is daunting, to say the least. I've been doing the, let's turn it up one rank and try and unlock some more stuff for the weapons. I haven't, this dipping your it. T- I haven't cranked it yet. Dipping your toe in, man. It's it's okay. So I, I have done, so I, one, I've noticed that if you can't, if you crank it up past like three or four, mm-hmm. it gets substantially harder. Um, but for like this one of the Skelly statues, you have to have a rank of like, you have to do the heat meter of like minimum of eight. 
which is ridiculous. So I've tried it a couple times. I have not gotten past uh, Elysium yet. So are you like doing extreme measures or what are you, or middle management or like, what are you? I, I, I'm throwing in, so I have the the kind of the, I've thrown in middle management, uh, which is, that's the one where they throw an extra mid tier, a mid boss, mid bosses. -bosses, Yeah. And then I actually threw one on there where it was, um, they, they do like the, uh, armor absorption or the hit absorption absorption, where it's just one, well, it's only one. So the thing is, if it if you it depends on if you hit it up to knock it up to three, it'll give you uh, the like the first one. It's like one hit. They get one free hit. Mm-hmm. Every enemy gets one free hit, and then their meter starts or health meter starts. So it's not as bad as it sounds. Like, depending on your build, that might be very noticeable or not. Like if you're doing a if you got like the Poseidon dash, you would yeah. not even gonna notice it probably. It's not that as bad depending on your build, and you have to kind of like move it around and uh, you know accordingly, but. I have not touched the ones where it increases their health, speed, and attack. Mm-hmm. Like if you crank it up all the way, which will give you the most, it'll give you up to like up to like plus five. I think the most it'll increase it as up to forty percent for every enemy in the game, which is yeah. stupid. The speed one sounds particularly punishing. Yes, <laughs> it's hard, especially if you don't have any of the Hermes upgrades. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm learning that as you go through the game. The more you get into the uh, heat meter, um, if you're going to increase your, uh, uh, you're going if you're going to increase and give the enemies any boons or anything like that, you're going to want to uh, increase the uh, take on the heat, the Hermes boons. Otherwise, you're going to be screwed. So. Yeah. And uh, Hermes is my homie right now. So. And that's something I've been doing more as I play is that I used to not prioritize Hermes because I thought that some of his stuff was kind of meh. Yeah. But as my skills get better. You know that extra twenty percent speed becomes more useful to me. Exactly. Before I was bad enough that it really didn't matter. I was going to die either way. Yeah, or you're going to do an extra, an extra. Uh, what's the what's the term? Dash. Off, yeah, I was better off going for an extra centaur heart or something because that would at least let me live for another room. Yeah, at least you know. But nowadays, you can literally just maybe you want to get the you get the Dionysus the Dionysus uh, boon where it's like you every time you get a uh, uh, the Ambrosia or whatever, not the Ambrosia, the little. Um, What's the one below it? I'm trying to remember how to break part. Um, yeah, that's the nectar. The nectar. Once every time you get a nectar, you get increase that, or say it's what's the is it the Aphrodite one? Or every time you get a health increase, it's like an extra like five percent or four yeah, percent, like depending on fields or, or whatever like it's called. Yeah. yeah, things like that. So you can you can manage it a little bit better, mm-hmm. and it's it's not as bad as you think it is. But also, it's like your skills are going to get better as you go through. But well, that's... and I've been thinking about respecking because I I was doing the faded authority that lets you reroll what's in the next room. Yeah. And I've been thinking about respecting the one that lets you reroll the boons that you see. Much better. I think it, it is much that's, better. That's why it's more expensive. Because it's rerolling the rooms is not as not as important as it seemed at first. Well, it, it is initially whenever you want to try and get some of those prophecies out of the way, like you were trying to get, if you were trying to get more resources and things like that. But later on, it's all about the boons, man. It's yeah. all about the the amount of boons that you need to get. Okay. So. Anyway, we've talked enough about Hades now. No, no, that's okay. So, so, <laughs> so what have I been doing? Yeah, what have you been up to, man? I've been prepping for Burning Crusade Classic. It just got announced, I know, but I was going to switch my professions and stuff around. Yeah. Decide I'm going to play my mage, I think. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And I, I'm dropping some professions, and I'm picking up tailoring and stuff because it's a much more useful profession in, in Burning Crusade. Are they are they nerfing the the skill a little bit, or what are they doing with it? Well, 
in WoW Classic, there was the crafting professions are important, of course, yeah. and particularly blacksmithing makes some pretty awesome gear, but not much or any of it really requires you to have the profession. And so, mm-hmm. aside from having like you know maybe one person for each guild, you really just gather the mats and then you paid someone to make it for you. Yeah. But in Burning Crusade, most of the class professions release some really awesome gear that requires you to have the profession to use it. And so for a mage in particular, the Spellfire set and uh, <laughs> is one I, that you need. I take it that you're going to be burning things. So. Yes, I will be burning things. That's right, you will. I've been a frost mage and I'm ready to be fired. <laughs> that's right, you're going to burning, burning, burning things down. So that's awesome, man. I'm I'm, I'm glad so, that's awesome. Yeah, so that, that'd, be fun fun. To, that'd be fun to play with uh, Zagatera with. So that'd yeah. be fun. So anyway, back to Raft. Yeah. So Raft is a interesting game mm-hmm. in that it was actually developed by university students. Yeah. So these are three Swedish students. They came from Uppsala University. Mm-hmm. They started in 2016, developing it kind of as a small studio type thing. Mm-hmm. They continued up until 2018 when it got released as an early access game on Steam. You know, previously they had uh, pushed it on a couple different platforms just as development builds. I think the indie platform H.io was one of those. Yeah. Uh, they were talking about supporting other OSs at first, like Linux, and it eventually got cut out. I mean, <laughs> cross-platform support like that is a very ambitious thing to do for a small yeah. development studio. It really is. Where they just need to get a game out. Yeah. This is something that a lot of, where a lot of studios live and die is because people don't realize that making a game, even a small early access game that's playable, is years of effort for multiple people. Yeah. And people got to eat in that time period. Yep. So there's two routes to go. You can either take out a loan or just stake, lots, stake your you can stake your life savings on it and just go balls to the wall for two years yep. and hope that your game releases and sells. Mm-hmm. Or some people will do the thing where they try to work and develop at the same time and they just burn their life away well, working, you know, 300 well, hours. It's like talking to some of these guys that make or listening to some of these guys that make these games on like interviews and things like that. They say they literally have no life outside of they go to work, they come home, and they work on their game, and then they go back to work. And I'm just like, they don't have a social life, they don't date, they don't do anything. They, that's literally all they do. And I'm like, if you have that kind of dedication and have that amount of like ambition to want to do that, good for you, man. I, I don't. Well, and that, that's just what it takes these days to get a new studio started. I know. Especially I mean, something like that. Even yeah. established studios work insane hours, especially in the crunch at the end. Yeah. Where you know some people call it like a death march or you know hell hell month or the hell yeah the hell march the last you know? few months when things are really coming together and the and you're trying to meet your deadline so you can release on time yeah, yeah. but but for a brand new for any studio especially for a brand new small studio it's that tension between how good of a game can I make before I go bankrupt trying yep and anyway and that's why early access has made indie games so much bigger i think is they can get some income yeah. without releasing a complete well between product. yeah between like you said between early access and the um the kind of the the, the gofundme mm-hmm. and all those kind of the crowdsourcing kind of things yeah. so a little bit but so early access is its own challenge too because yep. you commit yourself with early access and it puts you in the public eye Mm-hmm. And people expect regular, substantial content updates. I don't know what you're talking about with, like, say, a No Man's Sky situation. Say No Man's Sky situation, yeah. People expect these things. And if you can't deliver regular, timely updates, it's just going to die and you'll be gone, too. Yeah. So you or put yourself you, in a position or where you, you promise things that are in the game and then they're nowhere to be found. And then your game is devoid of things. <laughs> which, But in their defense, 
they have put some of the a lot of those they, things in the game now. It. No Man's Sky has really redeemed itself. Yeah, and actually, there's some good documentaries about it. It's interesting. It's originally they were kind of painted as money hungry people who promised and couldn't deliver yeah. and got caught with their pants down. And in retrospect, it seems more like they were a studio that just didn't know how to say no. Yes, and they got caught in the crowd on the wave of their own success, and they reached a point where they couldn't stop. Yep, and eventually they released you know the steaming POS that yes, was no man's sky it was definitely pile. But after that, they have pushed out very regular content updates for, for that free for many years for, for free. free. Yeah, and the finished game now is everything they promised. Mm-hmm. Which I'm really excited to see if if I think a lot of people learned a lot of lessons from that saying they tempered their they're tempering their expectations as a as a smaller studios mm-hmm. much like the guys here with Raft uh, these university students you know they they really tempered their things they're like it's like hey you know this is our world mm-hmm. this is our game you know we want feedback from it you know and let us know if there's things we can fix on it and things like that so yeah but yeah and so for Raft this really worked for them. It I really did. They launched the game and they said two weeks after launch, it was number three on Steam. It had already sold 400,000 copies, yep. which had about 20 bucks a pop. I mean, that makes up for a couple of years of work. Yeah, just a little bit. Um, the game is still updated regularly. They're great about sending out letters and stuff when that happens, but what is the game? So yep. the game is a first person, like we said, survival crafting mm-hmm. game. And what I think is unique and kind of the main feature of the game is that you start as a sole survivor, or if you're playing with friends, you can have one than one person on this itty right, bitty, on this itty bitty raft. It's yep. it's like two blocks by two blocks. It's like a I'd call it a four by four. Probably you, you have nothing but a hook that you've made out of trash attached to a rope. Yep, and the raft you're standing on, and all you can do to start with is throw this hook out and grab the bits of trash that are floating around the ocean around you. We are so much more now, James. We're so much more. <laughs> Not that much more. <laughs> hey, I, I think we're so much more. We built more. up a lot. And so you, you collect, you start by just frantically collecting the garbage around you. Yep. And you can start to do things like you can make a little wooden hammer. You can make more little pieces for your raft, yep. which is like, you know, just tubs of floating plastic with some wood strapped on top of it. Simple yeah. things. And, this is one of the things I like about this game because a lot of these crafting games are pretty unrealistic. Yes. They either take the stick like Subnautica did, which I think was good, where you start with like a futuristic, you know, very sci-fi yeah. which kind of yeah. helps with the suspension of disbelief. But if you play something like Arc Evolved, it's ridiculous. Which is a good game, but you kind of bash two rocks together, and here's an AK-47. It's like N- not, not, <laughs> not at all. like that's not how that works. That's it's it's months of tooling if you're by yourself. So, or if you've ever watched the YouTube channel, how to make everything, that guy's realized that he's legit, and I it's a cool channel because he's an average Joe. He's yeah. not like a super cerebral science type. No. He's clearly kind of fumbling his way through it. It's, it's fun. Yeah, but. Your the things you make in this game are things that a survivor could conceivably have made. No, yeah, so yeah, that's that's a hundred percent true. Because like as you progress through it, you know, like you said, you have you have the the, the floorboards, like, which are literally just planks and plastic you throw together, mm-hmm. and then eventually you kind of grow and you build a sail, and it's literally just a it looks like a sheet on yeah. top of like you know you know three pieces of wood or four pieces mm-hmm. of wood, depending on how big it is, and you have to manually turn it. You know, yeah. it's like and so. Yeah. To start with, your your raft is just drifting on the ocean yep. currents, and eventually you'll get lucky, and it will push you into a little island. 
Yeah. Some and <laughs> tiny little piece of land and a sea of just water. If you're lucky, the island will have a couple of trees on it. You can yeah. chop down. It might have some fruit you can pick. Yep. And in the water, which, by the way, is patrolled by a shark, which we haven't talked about yet. Is it, which one is it? Is it daddy shark or is it mommy shark? I think it's a big daddy shark. <laughs> which actually, sharks are fish, so it's the other way around, right? It's a big mommy shark. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. You should know better. I there should you. know better. That's right. You call yourself a scientist. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah. So that's, then on, on a side note, we definitely did name our sharks every time we killed one and a new one came back. So yes. What's the current shark? I forgot. It's not, um, it's not Bernadette. It was, it was something weird. I'm sure Kelly remembers. Because, she probably remembers. And when she listens to this, she'll be mad at us. But because I can't remember any of their names. <laughs> we're going to go with Brunhilda. <laughs> it is Brunhilda. Yeah. Oh, is it Brunhilda? One of them was Brunhilda. Yeah. I think I, that was the first one. <laughs> I don't know if that was the most recent one. It was definitely one of them was Brunhilda. But yeah. So, yeah. So, so obviously, like you said that this. Steve the, was one too. Steve. <laughs> Steve the shark. So you have this shark that kind of harasses you, right? And yes, and that's like the first scene of the game. Like, there's you on the raft, and eventually you're going to think, I could just jump out of the raft and go grab this trash a lot faster. Wrong. And you're wrong. This shark comes out of nowhere and bites you and takes, like, half your freaking health bar That's off. right. <laughs> <laughs> and even if, like you, like we said, you know, even if we, we kill the shark, a new one will spawn eventually. Yes, and the shark doesn't just attack you in the water. He also chews your raft to pieces. That's right, he does. Every, like freaking minute or a minute and a half or something he'll mm-hmm. come up and try to bite part of your raft off if you don't yeah. fend him off and you gotta you gotta use a spear to stab him don't you yes you do that's right you do yeah it's good stuff so and yeah. that's kind of it's kind of the, the base of the game right you yeah, know you get it's this core gameplay loop where you collect things you mm-hmm. try and craft things like you can make a little water purifier that you can mm-hmm. boil water and collect fresh water so you don't i'm so glad it. we have the solar one it's so much better <laughs> you can make a fire to burn your food on mm-hmm. i mean you can do so many things. You can with do it. a lot of so, little things. You can make a little primitive forge if you collect yeah. enough clay and sand, and mm-hmm. and, it, and, it, and it's good because like as you as you slowly grow, you start to notice the like even if you you do these things on your own, you know, it, like every survival game, it makes things a little bit easier, right? It does. And so you get to the point to where you you have you're self sustaining. You have yeah. fruits, vegetables. You can fish if you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and once you've gotten past that point where you're not like a subsistence farmer, where you're not frantically boiling water and drinking it because you're on the verge of death. Those, all the those time. first couple hours we played, and I was just like, are frantic. Are just awful. <laughs> Especially with multiple players because the raft size isn't big enough to accommodate oh. a bunch of stuff. And so you're constantly fighting against the hunger. Yeah, hunger. You know, you're going, you're, but, you're fishing, you're, you're trying to get water. And then all of a sudden somebody uses the wall of the water and you're about to die. <laughs> and you're just like, where the hell did all the water go? And it's just. Yeah. And you're yelling at each other like, "Why did you use the water?" And you're just like, "Well, I didn't use all the water." Like, "Yes, you did." And then you get end up yelling at each other. It's just, yeah, it's a it it's a spiral down into madness a little bit. So yeah, once you kind of get past that point, you'll have found some other like wreckage. You'll yeah. find some other people's rafts with no one left on them. Some of the islands have like something where obviously someone yeah. was there, but they and must so have this died. this is the story of the game, correct? It is, and eventually you find the plans for a radio. Yep. And if you've been diligently collecting materials, you can make a primitive radio and a primitive That's battery. Right. And if your hoarder is like we were, we made it in like two seconds. <laughs> yes. We didn't throw anything away. Way before we were ready to actually use it. And yes. you use the radio and some antennas and you can find where signals are coming from. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the story mode of the game is you go from like these main story locations and you start to discover what happened to the world around you. Yeah. 
and it's got like a like a water world, you know, very much so melting the ice caps, nuclear winter type of thing going on. I just want to find a giant a giant tanker somewhere where they have like a like a clan there. There's a guy in the bottom of the thing. He's like, we've got four inches of black stuff left. <laughs> and so it's it's kind of apparent that you are a latecomer to the Survivor scene. Yeah. You must have been on that raft for a long time. Which I don't know how you survived, but it's... And it's, you're it's, kind it's, of working your way through time as yeah. you go to these different islands and you start to figure out what happened to everybody. Yeah. And so that's something that they haven't completely finished, right? Is the story, right? No, they finished what they're calling episode two. Okay. And we're still working our way through the storyline, but the first episode features a few big islands and stuff yep. to find, and this new one has featured a few big islands. Yeah. And it's not done yet, so we don't know how it's going to end, but there is more than enough game now to play and have a great time. So, so, so far, there are no NPCs, correct? I haven't run into any, no. Yeah. There, I mean, is, there are some animals you can find, yeah. and you can raise them on your raft with you, so you're not That's completely right. alone. Completely alone, and you start talking to the chicken, we're like, Mr. Cluck Cluck, how do you feel about this? <laughs> yes, yeah. I know, it's kind of a Wilson situation kind There's of going some on. goats and chickens, and you can kind of farm the seagulls, and you can raise grass and plants and stuff, so yeah. the raft is not as devoid of life as it first was. Because let me tell you, when I played it first in early access, there was nothing. Yeah, I can see that. The big islands didn't exist at all yet, so you kind of you could just go from small island to small island endlessly. That sounds that awful. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> because I got it. So like after you turned me on to it, I got it probably about six months after we had the original release. So yeah. after release. And I remember playing it and I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, this isn't too bad. And you're going to something I died within like an hour by myself because <laughs> I really wasn't paying attention about all this stuff. So it's a lot easier, in my opinion. So let me ask you this. So do you think it's easier to play by yourself or is it to play with multiple people? I think the early game was easier by myself. Mm-hmm. The part where you're just building up the raft and getting the basics because the small amounts of food that you get from the random barrels, like those mm-hmm. random potatoes and beets go a lot further when you're not splitting them three ways. They really, I do, think yeah. once you've gotten past that initial phase and you have the basics of survival down, I think we did do a lot better as a group because you can start yeah. to split up the tasks. Like, you know, David can fish for a while and Kelly can farm for a little while. And you someone can, can explore the Island and yeah. someone can craft and you're not having to, sequentially do these things in like a cycle to keep yourself alive. You can yeah. start to contribute together and that makes it go a bit faster getting into the story of the it, game. It does. And I've noticed that, especially like in our group, it, it doesn't matter what, what survival game we're playing. We kind of fall under our own little tropes as it were, or what little yes. areas we're going to go to. I usually am the resource gatherer normally, mm-hmm. and, and I'm okay with that. Usually either you, you go into like, I'm, I want to see how far the tech tree can go. I usually end up crafting things. Yeah. Kelly is usually the farmer. She is the farmer. Yeah, that's that's just that's, that's okay. Something about feeding everyone fulfills her on a deep level. She always does that. That's okay. Because, that's great because I hate doing it. So yeah, it, it, it's kind of a slog, <laughs> but you know, it's it's cool that that everyone kind of follows with those tropes because then we know kind of like where we're gonna what we're gonna kind of follow. You're the guy who up. goes out and fights the shark and it's like, hey, I killed the shark and I found a piece of trash on the bottom of the ocean. That's right. And look, now I have this amazing shark helmet that I can. And it's have. like great. I'll take this trash and I'll make you a metal spear. Go kill the shark again. I'm going to kill it again. (laughs) I'm essentially the warrior class of our our group. So I will be forever at my station for some reason. You're kind of like, 
So it's kind of like you're the Dr. Stone a little bit. I'm the Dr. Stone. You're the Dr. Stone on that. I can, I can, I can, I can dig it. So as long as you give me uh, uh, radios and Coca-Cola, you're good. Which actually, if you're into the Dr. Stone anime, you could get some similar vibes from this. In yeah. terms of like the coming back from nothing feeling. It definitely has it there. So yeah, we're talking about, uh, so it's Dr. Stone and it's, is it Stone Wars? Is that called? Stone Wars, I think is the name of the second season. Maybe? Yeah. Which or is it's getting ready to come out here in the next, you know. The first two episodes are dubbed already on Funimation. Dangerous, James. That's dangerous. I have to finish the slime uh, animes <laughs> first before I get into that. Well, give it some time. I mean, it's they're coming out one episode a week right now as a single dub, so you're not going to fall behind. Yeah, I won't fall behind. So we'll see that. But yeah, if you guys like watching this stuff, it's really cool because much like this game, they do a lot of stuff that's very practical. And it's stuff that you can, like you said earlier, it's stuff you can make in real life if you really, if you worked at it and you tried. And obviously, the time, the time, uh, uh, the time frame is sped up a little bit because, like smelting and things like that, is yeah. it's they, it's a little harder to do. But the stuff they do is realistic. It's chemical and physical processes you yep. could accomplish. They take some liberties with the skill level required. Obviously, particularly yeah. like when they're doing the smelting and the glass blowing and the leather working. Yes, they. They gloss over the fact that some of these skills are things that take a lifetime to develop, but yes. they are things that are physically possible to do, and yeah. it, it's it's highly entertaining. <laughs> well, like that, like you said, like much like in in the in this game, it's it's definitely something that you could you could probably come come about and do. Like you could probably you know you can start a farm, you could start a little garden if you wanted, if you mm-hmm. went out and got the right vegetables and things like that, and you could make your own little radio if you really wanted to. You know, radar. Essentially, yeah. you, you could if you had the right tools, and it might take you a little longer to figure out how to set it up. You know, but at the same yeah. time, it's like you just have to work at it. You know, yeah, it's it's all doable stuff. So you could do a radio. The hard thing with the radio would be the vacuum tubes for an yeah. old fashioned radio. Well, like yeah, and that's one of the things that so like, takes some serious setup to do. Yeah, but and it's possible. It is. It is Actually, possible. Doctor Stone goes through that in more detail. It, that's what I was going to bring up funny. just now. Yeah. So it's that's what I love about it is because I I had no idea how to make those vacuum tubes because those are the kind of things like my grandpa. So my grandpa uh, David he would um, his his middle name was David but and anyway, we always called him Grandpa David but anyways um, he worked on he was a uh, television repairman for a while there. And he actually uh, tinkered on stuff. And so I remember going down into the basement uh, before um, he passed away that he would have, he had all these old TV repair things and they used to have those vacuum tubes all in the, in the old TVs mm-hmm. a lot of times and like uh, in uh, radios and things like that. And he would yeah. fix those. And so I remember seeing those for the first time. And I'm like, what are these? And I remember trying to break one time and he, fr- he, flipped, <laughs> he flipped out and I was just like, what? And he's like, God, you're going you're gonna to hurt yourself. And he's just like, so apparently, I'm guessing that one of those has probably exploded in his hands or near him before. Yeah, and that's the thing. Vacuum tubes don't crack. They explode. Yes. <laughs> and that's what I think he was trying to make me understand. Because I was like maybe like 8 or 10 or something like that. Because yeah, you thought, it's I can bash it with rock and whatever. Yeah. I'm thinking it's just like a... It's probably just like well, like a light bulb or like something, a mirror bottle or something, or yeah. something like that. You know, like you know, it's not going to bother. It's not going to hurt me. You know, but yeah, no, it it would straight up hurt. So, but yeah, that's that's kind of what I like about the game and, and and the fact that it it's very it's very realistic in a way. It's like you said, it's not very. And I think um, the constraint of it helps it. It's the fact that you're confined to this raft and you're going yeah. from like little island to little island. Yeah, it keeps you. I don't know. It's like anything else. You know, the the constraints are part of what makes it fun to explore and build and see what you can accomplish in that space. So let me let me ask you this: Do you do? Would you like to see them 
expand the world a little bit more and put more like solid ground stuff like make it into more of like a an archetype thing well i I like that they're putting these big islands and these story elements like you know the the cruise ship and you know the the floating radio tower and stuff like that i think i'm glad that they're there and i'm glad they're including some of this to explore and find and do what's going on but i think the core gameplay loop of exploring an island and then coming back to your raft your home base essentially i think that's the key part of the game is that the raft is your home and these islands are places that you visit okay i think if they established a permanent like physical location i'm not saying it would be bad but it wouldn't be the same game anymore yeah i i could totally i would totally agree with that a little bit because as opposed to like something like well like Ark where you have your little home base, it, it's you're not always under the constant threat of attack like you are also with a shark a little bit. And yeah. like you might have some people come in and try to attack your your camp or whatever it is. From the limited amount of times that I played Ark, I'm sh- I know P- Ark is very popular amongst some of the guys that work mm-hmm. I work with. And I, Arc is I, big. It, I and, and just in general, I know I just never really got, got RPG, into it. It's got RPG elements in it yeah, too, which we haven't touched on. This game doesn't have any of that. No, it's very like you said. It's it doesn't have. It might have a few like little weird things, like um, some of the animals that will try and attack you. Like there's a giant bird that drops rocks on you of all things. Like that's a little yeah. weird, but it's it's not anything that's like super like here's a giant tentacle monster from space that's gonna eat there's your no face t- off you know no t-rex yeah there's no definitely no t-rex so. <laughs> but it's it's all stuff that's realistic enough like you can you can catch uh some of the animals and put them on your ship like you said and these are all animals that obviously look realistic like there's a chicken a llama a turkey or whatever it is you know mm-hmm. and, and they have things bees of all things you can put bees on your on your on your yeah, on a raft, and, so. and people have built some truly impressive rafts. Yeah, we were actually looking at um, some rafts. Uh, a guy that had it was on YouTube, a couple of YouTube videos, and they're even like more impressive than our raft, in my opinion. Like our raft's getting there, but it's very impressive. Yeah, our raft is kind of it's it's bad still. I mean, we we I think built, what we're looking for is janky. Yeah, we built out the ground like foundation of it. And it's time for us to start like actually building some structure into it. Yeah, so I think if we get like, if we finally get that second uh, second layer on there, we can move the plants and animals plants on top, up and we can start getting some animals and stuff like that. We're yeah, we, we've got a good foundation for a raft. We're getting there. We're it's getting it's, there. it's 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 definitely taking time. So, but uh, but yeah. So tell me. Uh, so, so obviously, reception wise yeah. for this game. Uh, let's see, by May of 2017, the developer mentioned they had gotten 7 million downloads. Mm-hmm. Uh, Polygon called it one of the most successful games of 2018. Uh, it's been on many, many Let's Plays and YouTube videos. Like yep. a lot of roguelike games, this one is very Let's Playable. Yes. Well, it's because you can ask people like, hey, what do you want me to build now? Like, do you want me to play this? Or like, you know, it's like, and you can also like just, it's also one of those things that's like if somebody doesn't know how to play the game, and they're just getting dropped into it. Say if you're younger and you're kind of like, you know, you're getting a little overwhelmed with the mechanics or something mm-hmm. like that. You can watch. You can pop on YouTube real quick, watch a, watch a gameplay uh, video of it, and say, oh, hey, this is what I needed to do, or like, hey, this is what I need to do next, or I need to X, Y, and Z to try to survive. You know, because even though you know it's really, it's pretty straightforward for us because mm-hmm. we've we've played several survival yeah. games at this point together, and we kind of know, hey, you know, this is you know this is what we're gonna go for. All mm-hmm. this stuff it makes sense. 
I'm sure there's people out there like, oh, I'm a little lost at this. Like, you know, I don't really do survival games. So, but. Yeah, I think they're, they're still fleshing out a lot of stuff for the game. I think what the game really needs at this point is it needs to have an end. Mm-hmm. And that would make me feel really good about the, the title as a whole. If mm-hmm. the end of the storyline, whenever they get to it, has an actual ending. Like, yeah. you find the survivors and you join a community or something and the game is done. And I think that is something I enjoy about stuff like Subnautica and these story-based survival survival games. It feels like the story is meaningful because it progresses to something. Yeah. And I think that's what differentiates them for something like Minecraft, which is meant to be played more creatively, where you're just building and crafting and building and crafting. And it's really about what can you make. So from what I remember, isn't isn't there an endless mode on Raft? There is an endless mode, yes. Okay, so and that and that one, if I remember correctly, they do not have any of the. I don't think they have like story elements. Elements, it's just literally just what they had in there. So yeah, okay. And they've got a creative mode too. So, so yeah, which is very nice. And I don't like I said I, I like those kind of modes in case that's something you're wanting to do. But it's so. Do you what What would you do? What How would you feel if they ended up uh, trying to make this more of a long term, never ending game? How would you feel? I mean, I would still enjoy it for what it is, but I think it would, I think it wouldn't have the same impact. Mm-hmm. I think as an art piece, as a game with a story, I think an ending is an important resolution to it. No, absolutely, like, I, don't, I don't think this is going to be like an MMO style title where you're always trying to grind out the next thing. Which I really, I, I agree with you on that. Like, I, this is a story about a man on a raft, and I feel like the logical conclusion is either going to be that he dies somewhere in a storm, or the raft finds a home. And when you find the home, then the game's yeah. over. Or it's like a substantial, like you find like the one last large man landmass. Because I don't know how you feel about like the storyline. I to me, it feels like very much like a water world situation. Yes, like exactly, like you said earlier, and that. This is kind of a post post apocalyptic kind of world. The sea levels have risen. You're kind of floating because, and, and there's just a few survivors that you get to try to find. And eventually, at the end, hopefully, you find just one giant landmass, which is where you kind of like step on land, and then they just leave it at that, and they just you kind of walk out into the into the. Because I would make that the end. I mean, if you were going to make a different style of game out of this, mm-hmm. like say if this was the first episode of. You know, a game, something more like Monster Hunter, where you know, there's an intro sequence where you make it to the home base, and then you transition to a go out to gather things and build up the home base type game, yeah. which I think would be a fun game, but it would be a different game. Yeah, so that that might be that might be where they take it, and that would be really interesting to see if they do do that because I don't know how I'd feel for, about it at that point because if you're going from a transition from raft and to dry land, it's like, well, are you going to still call it raft or it's just like, well, and I think that's, that's, they kind of gave it away with the name. It gets yeah. the game about the raft. Yeah. This is like, you, do you, do you still call it that? Or it's like, do you, do you make another game that transitions from that? And it's like, it's expansion. It's called fort. <laughs> it's just like, what do you, what do you do then? You know, it's like, okay, I don't know. Yeah, and there could be a sequel for sure. I mean, in, in, in the fact that, I would be remiss if uh, I would be. I'll, 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 re, I'll rephrase. I will. I would be saddened if they don't do a, a, a not a sequel per se, but if they don't come out with another game. These group of guys, because I think they have they have good a good working uh, knowledge of what survival games are yeah. at this point, and I like their style and how they do things. I like their style. They've succeeded where so many survival crafting games yes. die. 
because I don't know if any of you guys have looked on Steam lately, but if you pull up, you can pull it up by genre. There are hundreds of the dang things. I mean, a lot of them look pretty on the surface, but they just never play for five minutes. And you're like, what is this? Play for five minutes and you're done. They're very generic. Mm-hmm. And for someone to make it in this genre, which is becoming frankly quite saturated, very is, much is a major success. Well, I think that's a lot of that's just game video games in general. A lot of these games that are independent are getting saturated because nowadays entry level, even though basically you have entry level is not as much as it was back in the day where you have to have these monster computers to try to compute all these things, mm-hmm. all the graphics and the game mechanics and all this stuff to basically visualizations to make the game. You can kind of code all this by yourself, run the visualizations and you have uh, programs that basically do the visualizations mm-hmm. and the coding for you nowadays almost, yeah. which if you're able to get a copy of the program, I mean, you can like, if you can get for real in or the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the unreal engine, yeah. the new one, you can, code a game yourself or make it, you know, set up yourself. You don't need a coding background anymore to make a game almost. Yeah. You're pretty limited in what you can do without a good coding background. Someone in your group needs to know how to code. But you can though. It's a thing. You can do something. If you want to base it. uh, Yeah, you're right. You can take a published engine like the Unreal Engine or something and you can do a lot with it. And frankly, it is pretty obvious which games do not have their own engine. I thought you were talking about the reason they all look and feel exactly. Why? Why would you? Why would you buy RPG Maker? I'm just saying it's <laughs> it's they're so evident out there. You can tell which ones almost immediately. They all have the same art style. They all look the same. They all play the same. And it just blows my mind why people would waste money on those. Yeah, and that's part of what makes these small studio games so impressive. Like the fact that three people could even get this far. Exactly. Amazing. Well, it's, it's one of those things that these are college kids that have, this is a passion. This is what they wanted to do. Probably. Mm -hmm. This is probably what they went to university for. And they've developed a game with good music. It has a unique art style. It has a consistent theme and tone. It Mm -hmm. has good engaging gameplay. I mean, it's, well, you don't have that. It's a lot, good game. Like you said, and a lot of times it's like... Is it a masterpiece of the art form? No. no but it's a good game. For, for if you take it out, like Particularly you said... Particularly for the survival crafting genre, which like we if said, you take it, you take, with terrible... If you take it in the context of what it is, it's, it's, a, it's a phenomenal game. Like I said, it's not going to win any awards, but it's definitely, out, it's definitely enough fun that you can have uh, a good time with some friends... Maybe get a hold of your dad since he's stuck at home for a little bit. Get buy him up, buy him one. <laughs> get him sucked back into it. That'd be fun for him. No, nah, I'm not sure if he would do this one or not. He's, he's definitely more of an RPG guy from what I remember back yeah, then. He, he, he hasn't played video game. games in a while, but yeah, that'd be fun to see him do yeah, that. So. He was like old school. He played Zork and stuff. That's I right, think. he did. <laughs> That's right. If you guys aren't familiar with Zork, either check it out. It's a text-based uh, game. It's phenomenal. It's it's good stuff. Yes, just make sure to you uh, start with the command of verbose, which will tell the game to use maximum verbosity <laughs> and uh, such a dick. <laughs> also jump <laughs> jump so what are you gonna do i'm gonna jump some of those text ga- yeah we're not gonna get into that too much but some of those text-based games are just infuriating with some of the commands that you don't do them exactly right it's just like you died they also have some of the most like iconic moments of all video gaming they do which like i said it's it's I, i'd be interested to see uh if I get back into them or not, but this—that's kind of like very familiar with this the, these games. So, but but yeah, it's it's. I don't know. Are you are you planning on going back to it? Because I know we played it for a while the other night. I definitely would it? like to come back to you it. Come back to it because I know we haven't really gotten too far in we the storyline. I, I think I would like to at least get through the story mode. I think it'd be fun. 
I think yeah. for for the three of us, there's probably another couple of good evenings of gameplay. In oh there. yeah, easily. As I know, I'm getting ready to come back, uh, turn on back on night, so we'll have to hop on. I'll get Kelly involved, and as long as uh, you can stay away from WoW for a little bit, so oh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> You're fine with that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> the, the excitement about the new uh, announcements will fade in a couple days, and I'll go back to ignoring it for a bit. <laughs> uh, I actually haven't been playing it that much lately. I mean, yeah. I I'm mostly playing with our other friends when they get on at their yeah. pace. Kind of helping out a little bit. Which, considering they're working on the house and everything now, has not been as much lately. Yes, I know. They're they're definitely swamped with everything. Their which, life is full at the moment. Which, like Guy said, hopefully hopefully they do do well with the closing on the house and everything like that. Like, good luck to you guys if uh, on the house. So, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, hopefully you guys do well with the house and everything. Hope you guys end up getting it and everything goes well. Because you'll be about... Yeah, they'll be about three or four blocks away from where we live at. So it'd be nice. And hopefully we can get our buddy Zach to come over here. I know we've been talking, trying to get him uh, wrangled in a little bit. So I think we're going to try and uh, work some magic. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> work some magic to try to get him over here. Maybe once or twice a month. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, We just need to pick his game to start with. Oh, we could anything Star Wars at this point. I think we'd be anything good. Star Wars would be good. I'm trying to think of what else we try. Zach, what would you like to? What would you like us to play? <laughs> yeah, tell us, Zach. We want to know. So I know he did a bunch of Stardew Valley. Maybe he could do that one. Oh my god, <laughs> that's something I've never played ever. You haven't played Stardew Valley. I'm, I'm woefully remiss about that. I've heard it's amazing. It is amazing. It's. Uh, I just have to get the time and effort. I think I actually have it on Steam. I just have never played it. It's Harvest Moon sixty. It's like a Harvest Moon type game, like the Super NES Harvest Moon. Mm-hmm. But it's elevated. Oh, well, maybe that's why it's throwing me because I, I don't like. I don't like taken, Harvest Moon. They have, I can honestly say that Concerned Ape has taken the Harvest Moon genre and brought it up to the next level. That's right. He's really increased. It's it's elevated as it were. It's yes. it's nicely rounded. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna just stop. I'm gonna stop. You guys don't see the hand gestures we're making. It's 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 all anyone knows at this point. So, <laughs> anyways. You, would you say it's, um, oh God, I'm not going to say it. I'm going to get in trouble if I say it. So. <laughs> I won't. I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm going to move on from this joke okay, because I'll get, I'll get in trouble otherwise. <laughs> so, moving on. But, but that's the thing. It's like we, we, we immediately connected with it because you know where I was going with it, didn't you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> anyway, guys, so boop that's jokes, Raph. Just boop jokes I was, everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can you can't grow some peaches. <laughs> anyway. That's right. Hey, peaches for free. Millions of peaches. Peaches for me. Anyway, Raft. It's a charming indie game. I think it's great for a few nights with friends. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's good. It's a phenomenal, a phenomenal cake. And like I said, if you guys really enjoyed it, uh, let us know. Hit us up at seriouslypointlesscombo at gmail or you can hit us up on Facebook at our. Uh, same name, seriously pointless, po- seriously pointless conversations uh, about culture, or on Instagram or Twitter, whichever is easiest for you. Um, like and subscribe to our channel. Like I said, guys, yeah. James, thanks for really like taking the helm on this one because uh, I, I'll be fair, to be honest with you, I did not do as much research on this one as you did. <laughs> so, and it's it's nice to hear your voice at the helm every once in a while, in my opinion. So, because it has a very regal and illustrious tone, as it were. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's right hey i'm gonna go to bed i'm gonna fall asleep later on i'm gonna listen to the, the recording of this just falling asleep I'm like james yes mm. and you'll be like welcome to seriously pointless conversations about culture <laughs> that's right yeah everyone take keep that in your thoughts so and just, take yeah. things seriously 
not I. I am the most. I am the. Hey, I'm the most serious individual you've ever met in your life. Am I wrong? <laughs> yeah. If you guys know me, you know I'm like far from it. But anyways, guys, yeah, work hard, play hard. So, uh, James, you want to take us out of here? outro you don't remember the outro i don't remember the shame outro. shame all right <laughs> two shame points shame points it's two up you've got an infinite amount to go because i can't afford to lose you anyways so guys i just want to say thanks for stopping by james let's uh i don't know what we're gonna get into next week but thanks for stopping by guys yeah. we'll, we'll figure it out what we're gonna we'll we'll post something and see what you guys want i'm gonna do probably do a little uh a little uh question board see what you guys want us to go over i know We've we've have hit a few things uh, that you guys have liked. Um, I don't know. We we'll could do awaken online. People are interested in books. That is true. Jackie and I have been doing a lot more of the books, and we haven't done a book with James yet today. So we'll uh we'll have to see. I don't know. We'll see if you guys like. But well, like we did Hitchhiker's Guide. We did do Hitchhiker. I totally forgot about Hitchhiker's Guide. Books really. To be fair, yes. So, but anyways, before we go down the rabbit hole and delve off into the nothingness, guys, I just want to say thanks for stopping by. And like I said, uh, come back next week for another adventure in Seriously Pointless Conversations. Awesome. (laughs) All right, James. Talk to you later, man. Bye, guys. If you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel, add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our YouTube channel at seriously pointless conversations if you have questions or concerns please email us at seriously pointless convo at gmail.com we appreciate any feedback thank you for listening to our show